This is IA Forward, your playbook for success as an independent insurance agent. Here to help you knock it out of the ballpark are your hosts, Shane Tatum and Tanya Lead. Welcome to IA Forward. Shane, let's talk about building trust today. I think that's something that as the insurance world has commoditized itself, that's something that I think that so many agents haven't even tried to do because they're so concerned with quoting. Trust is earned, right? It's a funny thing. We want people to be trustworthy. We want people to be trusting. I'm actually a pretty trusting person, sometimes to a fault. And we were talking about having this discussion on trust. It just got me to thinking, you know, trust is probably the hardest thing to earn and the easiest thing to lose. You can lose trust extremely quickly. I concur and agree that we have this thing within the industry where we lose trust without thinking about it or we don't gain the trust that we could gain because we're too worried about speed or sale or getting the best price or the cheapest price. That's not necessarily a trust earning activity. Well, if we look at the characters that the insurance world has selected to represent us. I mean, we have the British Lizard. We have the Emu and Doug. We have Flo. I mean, none of these characters, while they're cute and it's very effective marketing, they don't exactly make me want to trust someone to protect the things that I've worked really hard for. This need to be funny or this need to be strong at marketing, we've trained the consumer to treat us exactly like they treat us. We've trained the consumer to see us just a small notch above the cell phone store. That's a shame. And it's actually something that we push to fight against. There's certainly a segment of the independent agency system that is trying to eradicate that or fight against that. Unfortunately, we don't have multi-billion dollar marketing budgets. And so we have to think about this David and Goliath approach when it comes to this and how to do this differently and how to be more grassroots, guerrilla warfare oriented in order to achieve what we're trying to achieve. It is a reality that this marketing isn't going to stop. We have to understand that first and then approach things differently. It's a necessity and it's something that's hard, but it's extremely rewarding when you actually come to the place where you are the trusted advisor with your customer base. From an outside perspective, I don't even see what we do as independent agents being the same thing that the Geico's of the world. I know there's insurance involved with both, but they're such different products. I don't even see it as being the same thing. Well, it's selling policies versus risk advising. And I think it is this slow sifting process of getting to the right customer. There are customers in a lot of things, actually, if you think about it. There's probably something that you purchased that you don't see value in. So that's like the equivalent of going to TJ Maxx and buying something because it was a great deal, but not really because I wanted it or needed it. It just sort of sucked you in because it was on sale. No real value in it. What is something that you see extreme value in? My vehicle would be one of those things that it disappeared tomorrow. I would miss Sugar the Cadillac. So you have these things in your life and you have this blouse on sale from TJ Maxx that you didn't need, but you bought. And yeah, it really doesn't have a ton of value to you. 
And then you've got Sugar the Cadillac. And Sugar the Cadillac has extreme value. You worked really hard. You've paid for Sugar. And man, you want her to be there the next day when you go out to drive her. There's this equivalency to what we see in these ad campaigns and what we see around the industry marketing for personal insurance that we've trained the consumer to not trust us through industry mechanisms. Now, that is not our industry. That's another set. We are a subset of that. In my view, I don't think about these ads where we're trying to be funny and I don't think about that the same way I think about the independent agency system. I almost see that as this alternative universe over there. Like it doesn't resonate with me. It's this dissecting of consumer mindset that we need to go down because that's how either lack of trust building or trust erosion happens. It's so interesting. I always love to read articles about the insurance industry that were not written by anyone that knows anything about insurance. But I did read one recently on Investopedia that talked about how to be the best insurance agent, like what makes you the best. And one of the things that they talked about was emotional intelligence and that ability to listen and empathize with a client and to be able to see their needs clearly, even when the client is dead set against it. And I really liked that idea of emotional intelligence being one of the most important things because we hear all the time, I don't need that. I don't want that. I just want the minimum that I can have to satisfy whatever we need, especially looking at commercial. And those are not the clients that we want. But I think people don't understand why they need the product and having that emotional intelligence creates trust. We have two ears and one mouth for a reason. We should listen twice as much as we talk. I just had this conversation with one of my daughters the other day about empathy, being able to relate. And her answer was brilliant. What do you think you need to do? And she said, you need to listen. That's one of the first steps of earning trust is listening, really hearing what the person is saying, not just the words, but how they're saying it. And slowing things down, I think that's also the issue here is we are in such a hurry. And let's think about why. We're trying to create sales, volume, increase growth, all these things. Well, guess what? There's a lot of customers out there that are busy too. And they're just trying to get something done. They're trying to get their home insurance in place so they can get the bank satisfied for their refi. They've got to get this done. And this is a means to an end in order for me to accomplish this other thing. If we allow ourselves to be put into that place to where we become a means to an end provider, then that also keeps us from being able to slow down and listen. If the customer doesn't want to help you understand what it is that you're providing, what it is you're going to be covering, then that's a red flag number one. You can use the tools of efficiency alongside the tools of conversation, the tools of empathy and listening and understanding what you're going to be trying to cover and and provide risk transfer on. You can do both, but you have to change your mindset and your approach has to be a little different if you're going to do it that way. And what we do is we just get in a hurry. We let our customers get us in a hurry and the tail starts wagging the dog effect is what happens. One of the other things that this particular article was talking about when we were looking at creating trust was acting in a way that 
that the person expected helped to build trust faster. So does that mean that we're trying to be the insurance salesperson that is right above the cell phone store or the buy here, pay here used car lot? Because I know that's what people expect when they hear the term insurance salesperson. I mean, like go to a networking event, hand out business cards and say, hi, you know, I'm so-and-so and I sell insurance and you're going to clear a room really fast. The same article was talking about the high energy levels that are the perception of an insurance salesman. I want to know your thoughts on that. I think that's terrible. Maybe that's the outside world perception, but that means they have no idea about a true extremely talented skill set of an independent agent. I'm anything but high energy, and I think I'm a pretty good agent. The other piece of that is we're supposed to go in and tell people what we think they want to hear. That's the most unauthentic thing that I've ever heard. This is why I started out saying it. it fascinates me to read these articles about how you should be a great insurance agent that are written by people that have nothing to do with the industry. Because the last five years that I have spent talking with agents and spending time with agents, to me, the best agents that are most successful, and there are some exceptions to this, there are, but most of them are natural introverts that are outgoing. It's this continued erosion of media. That's where the trust erosion source is happening in so many ways, even inside trade journals. Okay, we've hired this journalist who is being assigned maybe some area, insurance, finance, or probably some type of finance sector where part of that includes covering insurance. And they don't even know the difference between life, health, Medicare, personal lines, property, preferred property and casualty, non-standard auto, commercial lines, surplus lines, all of this that our industry has included in it, even the reinsurance world, everything that our industry makes up. And you get this person and they're charged by the editor with writing copy. They are charged with writing an article. And so their source of their article becomes Google and other articles that were written by other ignorant individuals that don't know anything about the industry. Bless their heart. And we're just perpetuating the ignorance. Then that gets plastered across Investopedia. And then the Wall Street Journal picks it up. And it's like, that's what you think happens over here? That's what we're breaking through. That's the mold and the consumer mindset that we're trying to break through because that's not at all what the agent that I know looks like. It's election season, and it's been so interesting to hear the different politicians running for office talking about insurance rates. That's been a big focus in the panhandle. And their lack of knowledge in what they're saying is just, it, talk about not being able to build trust, but if what they're saying is what people are believing, then we know that there's some real problems with trust within the industry. Well, I know you love signs. There was a sign that I saw the other day from an agent, and it was a yard sign that said, new roof paid for by your insurance company. And it was a roofer's advertisement. Right now, that's what's going on in Florida. There's a huge, huge issue going on with needing some reform around the roofing industry, and it's causing some significant problems. And that's now made it its way into Louisiana, made its way into Texas. It's really becoming an extreme market disruption. 
disruptor. And when we are doing that, when we are allowing that to happen, how does it feel to have purchased insurance as a consumer as a means to an end? It's completely unsettling to me to think about most people's largest asset, their home, that was purchased from someone who is just selling them something. That's the piece that we have to think about in how we are listening and how we are communicating when we have an opportunity to be in front of a customer, whether that's digitally in front of them, whether that's remotely or even physically in front of them. What does that look like? Because that's what's happening is they're buying something from someone who they're trying to satisfy someone else. So they're buying the insurance policy. Someone's willing to sell them the insurance policy. They're trying to satisfy the mortgage, the banker. They get the satisfaction done. Nobody thought about what might happen if something goes wrong. And it's your largest asset. Even the banker is just looking for this to pass muster. They're not looking for it to be the appropriate thing. They're looking for it to satisfy their compliance department. You think about the mechanisms there. Of course, I'm biased, but I'm going to put the independent agent in their ability to become a risk advisor in the forefront of this. Because if they don't do their job, if they don't listen, if they don't really be full-time client focused, then the domino effect of the coverage not being there, the customer being upside down now in their damaged home with a loan on it, the bank not being protected, it is a economic disaster for everybody involved. And yet all parties are still after this means to an end approach. That's the thing that we have to really, really fight against when we take our role and why I tend to back away from customers that want me to just take care of this problem for them. This is why I harp on being a full-time agent to full-time clients. This is why I harp on what is your policy per customer ratio. The reason that stuff matters, yes, it's better for you financially, but it's also better for the customer because some customers may not need to be your customers. If they're a means to an end customer, let them go to the means to an end agent down the street and chase the advertising gimmick, and eventually something's going to go wrong. And eventually they're going to be upside down. If they're not willing to listen to you, you can't force feed that. I think that's where slowing down and building that trust is so incredibly important because you're never going to establish it immediately. And if it's a means to an end client, you're not going to have time to even try to do it. But Shane, I got to go fast because we only make X number of dollars in commission per policy. And I got to sell enough of these policies to get to a certain point and make my goals and all that. You know what? If you're focused on a higher policy per customer ratio, more revenue per customer, you can slow down. If you're generating $500 to $800 a year or $1,000 a year per personal lines account, you can slow down. Now, if you're generating 150 bucks off of the one home policy or 200 bucks off the one home policy, you got to churn. You got to go fast. Which way do you want to be? Where do you want to go here? Somebody says, hey, it's simple math. I'll say, yeah, it's simple math. The simple math is, is look at the account side of this. And instead of writing 10 policies, write four, three policy accounts and see what happens. Totally different approach, but I just firmly believe it's the right approach.
approach. If you look at romantic relationships, going back to being marriage counselors, a lack of trust is one of the primary reasons that people get divorced. And so if you're looking at it from a business perspective, if there's no trust built, then that customer is going to be gone when a cheaper price comes around. It would be like the dating relationship. I don't know very many people who met someone and got married that afternoon. Think about it that way. To your point of the marriage and comparison, you date as you learn the person that you're dating. Yeah, maybe there's an attraction here or there, whatever it was that brought you together in the first place. But then there is so much more. Do I think I could live with this person? Is this person my soulmate? Is this the person that I'm supposed to spend the rest of my life with? There are these trust building steps that happen. To your point, jumping in and selling a policy and not knowing anything about this person, not knowing anything about this customer, not knowing anything else about them and doing this on a one policy basis because you're trying to help them satisfy the bank is the equivalent of going on a date on Friday night and getting married on Saturday. It worked on Dharma and Greg, right? Yeah, there you go. Did I just date myself with that? You did. Yeah. Okay, great. Anyway. You did. But yeah, I think it's a great analogy. And I think that we can use those same ways that we build trust within romantic relationship. We build trust with our customers in very similar ways. We have the technology tools. We can speed this little courting season up. We can do that with our technology tools. I mean, that may not take more than a day or two to get this done, but we've essentially gone through learning this customer, learning about this customer. Where did you hear from us? All these things that help you understand understand that you can do a better job for them than anyone else. That's ultimately the place you want to be. And think of the stickiness as an agent with that type of clientele. Your stickiness is incredible. And you are building this book of business with this high policy per customer ratio, with this full-time client, trustworthy clientele that is being truthful with you. Because truthfulness goes both ways, right? You need clients to be truthful with you so that you can cover them appropriately. Well, as you're earning that trust with them, they're also earning some trust with you. And it's definitely a two-way street in this scenario. I think that is a winning formula for building an agency, building an insurance book of business. And that goes for personal or commercial. I feel the same way on the commercial side. If you don't want to sit down and talk about your business, what do we need to do for us to start this and and create this trust so that we can actually go down this path together where I can be the best advisor for your risk as I can be? We need to settle that. We need to settle that trust question as soon as possible. Now, we're not saying that you need to sit down face to face and have conversations with every single PNC client because we know that life doesn't work that way. But what we're trying to say is we want to make sure that that trust is built both ways. Because when you go into a hard market like this one, it's got to be about more than just price or your business is not going to survive. Amen. There's tools. There's ways to do this effectively. There's ways to do this with technology. There's ways to build trust and be efficient. There's a difference between selling the policy that's a means to an end and building an account relationship. And no, it doesn't take years and years or months and months or whatever to develop that. It takes an approach. It takes, how are you approaching this? You've got to change the conversation. If they're approaching you as, I need you to get this done, hurry, hurry, hurry. You have to be able to step back and say, okay, wait, that's not the way I work. And if they don't like that, 
then walk away. Some customers are not your customers. It's okay. I had an agent one time that shared with me when he is talking with a potential client, he will ask them to describe what does their day look like from beginning to end. And he said that he learns more about a client listening to her talk about she gets up in the morning and she gets the kids dressed for school and then she takes them to school and then she goes to work and then she picks them up at 3.30 and takes the kids to the ball field and listening and learning that he is able to sell her exactly what she needs because she has taken him through her day. It's just a different way of finding out, okay, exactly what does this customer need than trying to sell it traditionally. And I love that. And I think that that builds trust because you're taking time to listen to what a person's day is like. One of the best approaches I've ever heard is that right there. And there's so much that can be gained by listening to a person talk about their day, to talking about their family, talking about what they've got going on. And while people are busy, if we're authentic and we're real and we're not faking it, you will find how much easier and even quickly trust does get built because you're different. You're unique. You're not like everyone else that's chasing a policy, chasing a sell. It's really reverse psychology approach in a way. And I think that that is where we need to be in the independent agency system. I, I just think that what we do needs to be approached that way because of our business owner, entrepreneurial mindset of how we do things. I think that fits us. But Shane, I've just spent all this money Money on a bunch of internet leads. I don't have time to build trust. Cut your losses, ignore the leads, and start over. Unless you have a platform and you have the right structure, most of those leads that you actually sell, number one, why are they internet leads? Why did they go online and ask for a quote from some lead engine that's sending it to 12 different agents across town? Why? Go back to the source. Is that really your customer? And I'm sorry that you made a bad decision and you bought those leads in the first place, but just throwing more bad decision after bad decision gets you to a better place? I mean, no. Sometimes you just have to say, well, I made a mistake and I need to move on. And I've done that plenty of times. And you cut your losses. That's kind of harsh and I'm sorry. But at the end of the day, I don't think internet leads are going to lead you down this path at all. I'm going to leave us today with this quote from Steve Fisher. Be passionate about what you do. You can't fake passion. Your players can spot that. Be real, genuine, and build trust. Attitude to choice. Make a great one. Bye, y'all. Ready to get the ball rolling with your independent agency? Learn more at IntegraAgent.com. That's IntegraAgent.com. Thank you for joining us on IA Forward. Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now or learn more at IAForward.com.